Well, hello, Baltimore Birdland and beyond. Welcome back to another episode of Bleacher Birds. Uh, Jimmy and Matt back here again. Uh, officially done both of our vacations now. And uh, the Orioles seem to be uh, done from their vacation after go ahead and pulling off a win after a uh, six-game losing streak, I think it was. So, uh, once again, uh, welcome back, Matt. How was your time in uh, North Carolina? That was great, man. That was, I guess it was a good week to be on vacation and not be uh, have something to go, you know, get away from the games and go do because that was a pretty rough week for them. Yeah, so you didn't plug into your uh, MLB app and watch any of the games, did you? Oh, no, I did. I try. I mean, I definitely I actually put them on TV and I was watching. I watched probably like half of every game. And then that was the point where it all blew up about like fifth, fourth, fifth inning. And then I turned it off and went to the beach. <laughs> so thank, thank God I was there and <laughs> had something else to do, man. It was great though. Like the, you've been to Topsail Island, so you know, or Topsail as the locals say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Topsail was where uh, me and the uh, hashtag hot Irish wife went ahead and got engaged. That um, was what, seven years ago, I think. We've been married for five, so. I like to uh, go ahead and pop that big ring on her finger and make her wait for a couple of years, you know? Well, there you go. Yeah, save up money for the house and everything else. So. <laughs> you got to pay that all first and then worry yeah. about everything else. No, but yeah, top, Topsail Island, man, it's great. It's, it was like nice and quiet, not too many people around, not not too many people on the beach in front of your, uh, in front of your house, so. Yeah. And let me uh, – let me just tell you, you say you say I need a couple years to pay off that ring. It took a little bit more than a couple years. <laughs> you still paying? No, 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 no. Okay. No. Not still, not still, but uh, okay. it took a little more than a couple years to pay off that thing. All right. Um, well, that just when, shows you how much you care. See, when you've got a uh, hashtag hot Irish wife, you've got to uh, go ahead and spoil her, you know? Oh, there it is. There it is. We so, had to hear it once. Absolutely. So, uh, I tell you what, say, so we're going to talk some Orioles this week. Uh, we're going to talk uh, a little bit about the Ravens this week, as they've been in the news as of late. Uh, but before we jump into everything else, we may as well uh, go ahead and get this one out of the way. Why don't we go uh, around the world in 50 days over to the uh, KBO? Here we are. Yeah, so I, I I did um I didn't take a break from KBO either. I was trying to watch some of those games. Um, you know they weren't they weren't holding my interest as much as the beach was or the Oriole games to be honest. But you were waking up at four o'clock in the morning to watch KBO games on ESPN. Oh man, here here goes here goes here goes another example of Jimmy not listening to me. You can watch these on demand at any time, any time of the day. And yeah, I hope I figured if you were on vacation, you weren't necessarily DVRing the games on the. Uh, no, it's not uh, even. It's not even DVR. You can just watch it on demand. Yeah. But um, <laughs> no, I was just putting them on like here and there. But um, there was some news in KBO, not necessarily good news. Uh oh. Yeah, you know how they were back to um, I think it was like thirty percent fan capacity. Uh huh. So now they're back to zero. Oh, no. Yeah, they had like a little scare over there. But their scare is like 
over 300 people a day being diagnosed with COVID. So, but, you know, their scare is like our, I don't know, afternoon in America. Right. But, um, yeah, they shut down the fans. So nobody can come into stadiums. That goes for soccer, baseball, everything over there. So I, I think they're going to play the rest of the year without fans just to be safe. So are the stuffed animals back? The stuffed animals, um, well, it's, yesterday was the first day they shut it down. Okay. So I got to watch the game today to see what's going on there. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure they will be back, and I hope they will be back. And the cutouts and the, uh, the video walls. But um, your dinos are still in first place. Yeah, I see that. Say, I'm looking at the standings right now. Uh, NC Dinos still in first place. And now they're a whole one game over the Kiwoom Heroes, <laughs> not just a half game. So they've, right. uh, they've built up that lead tremendously, uh, just showing their absolute utter dominance of the league yet again. Uh, <laughs> and they're, they're just going to continue to dominate and win it all. And bring that- in the... Uh, the KBO Trophy uh, World Championship. They they're hanging on by a toenail to steal a line from Ben McDonald. Oh boy! Yeah, so th- you can see they got they have 50, 51 wins and the, the heroes have fifty five wins. So it's just a matter of time when they make up those games. They're going to be in second, maybe third place. You like the uh, you like the Ben McDonald comments, huh? No, oh, I love them. Yeah. He's great. Oh, by the way, um, did you watch any games this past week, or were you just watching on your phone? No, I've I've been watching some games this week. Um, so I'm. What's up? So I, I never thought I. I mean, I know we. I bag on Scott Garceau a little bit. Uh huh. But I. <laughs> I, want, I want. Here we go. I want that man back. Yes. Who is the guy on TV now? Is he the guy that usually does a radio broadcast? He's. He's Kevin Brown, but not that Kevin Brown. But he's Kevin Brown, just not that Kevin Brown. Are you doing an impersonation of him right now? Because, like, I'm already annoyed. Freaking douchebag. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I am absolutely sick and tired of Kevin Brown on TV broadcast. He's obnoxious. He's annoying as hell. I have no idea why uh, Oriole fans have, like, jumped onto him and, like, just clung to him. It's ridiculous. The love that he's getting on Twitter. It's so just, you agree with me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, Kevin, the Kevin Brown game is every time that he mentions, mentions the fact that he's not that Kevin Brown, that's where you take a drink. And I'm pretty sure 5,000 people have died from alcohol poisoning while playing this game. <laughs> I bet, man. He did the thing with him, I don't know if it's him or his like partner on the radio, but like they described I heard a couple of games on the radio. They spent 20 minutes describing what the uniforms look like, like from head to toe, like what each player is like wearing and like the color of their like caps and their like wristbands. And I'm just like, who they really have nothing to say, man. Dude, Ben McDonald said, mentioned that he hasn't had a computer since like college. And <laughs> Kevin Brown wouldn't let that go for like three innings. Like three innings after the fact, he was like, "All right, so getting back to this, you never had a computer. Like you don't, you don't have one." Uh-huh. He's like, "No, I just use my phone. I just, and I'm the same way. Like I'm using uh, the hashtag Hot Irish Wife's uh, laptop right now just to go ahead and kind of record right now. 
But mm-hmm. I, I don't pull up on a computer for anything unless I absolutely <laughs> have to. It's just like you can get everything on your phone now. It's not that rare to not be on a damn computer. No, I can I can definitely see that. But I thought it was going the other way. I, with Ben McDonald, you don't you don't know if he meant he's never like he doesn't have like any any phones or screens in his house at all. I'm figuring he's just like living on the bayou, like with a family of alligators in his living room or something. Dude, whatever he's doing, he's living his best life though. That's that's, that's, that's <laughs> as the kids like to say. You know, he just. I love Ben McDonald on TV, but Kevin Brown has become the new Dave Johnson for me. It's just like I'd I'd almost rather listen to oh, and Dave Johnson whine about the Orioles baseball and what they need to do to go ahead and improve. <laughs> but Kevin Brown is just a not. Oh my God, he sucks. Uh, yeah, he I'm not sucks. seeing the appeal. Get Kevin Brown off of TV. Get him off of my broadcast. I never want to listen to him again. Scott Garso, hurry back. What's going on with him? Is he just on a, a vacation? or? I just really hope that they didn't uh, go ahead and decide to end terms with him since he can't pronounce Anthony Santander's name. <laughs> he can't pronounce any names, man. Oh, Jesus. But, uh, but and, I, and, I, you I, know what? Since, since I bring that up, um, there, that was like one of my points that I wanted to bring up. Can we just stop saying – Santander or Santander or Santander. Just come up with one pronunciation. Just stop, stop <laughs> correcting yourself every single time you pronounce the guy's name. I hear it on the broadcast. I hear it on people's podcasts. Just pronounce the guy's name and be done with it. And if you mispronounce it, then just move on. There's no need to just keep on harping on the fact that nobody can pronounce his name. Just be done with it. Well, one way to fix that is to everybody just call him Slam Tandare. Yeah, I mean, Slam Tandare works. Slam Tander works. Uh, <laughs> Anthony, I, I mean, I really don't care. I, you know what You know what would stick that everybody can pronounce? M-V-P. That's what everybody <laughs> can pronounce. And that's what should stick for Anthony Santander. That's right. Like, that's what you just go ahead and announce him as. M-V-P. Everybody can pronounce it. It's what's going to stick. If he continues to play the way that he's been playing all season long, then that's what he's going to be. So you may as well go ahead and pronounce him because he's been healthy all season. He's going to play all season, unlike all of these clowns up in New York that are on the IL every other day. Man, you, you got you got worked up. Well, you, you know, I just – you push the right buttons today between Kevin Brown and – instantly uh talking about the mvp it just like those were like two hot topic buttons for me that have like, yeah. been bugging me all week long that i've been holding on to for a week that i've been wanting to talk about well you know you, you um so we're, since we're talking about him you you actually crushed me this week in, uh, in our prediction <laughs> might as well talk about that all right so so last week my original prediction was for uh jose and or jose iglesias Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But uh, we did notice that he went over to uh, the injured list and uh, I sent you a text and you agreed to go ahead and let me go with someone else. I opted to go with Anthony uh, Slam Tander. And uh, yeah, I mean, just absolutely crushed you like a grape. You did. Uh, Alberto, Alberto had a had a rough week. 
yeah, Alberto had a rough week, and as it as it looks, the uh, the Orioles go the way that Alberto goes, and uh, the Orioles went three and seven in their last ten, and Alberto, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he got single digit hits last week. Yeah, that's a good point. When he's not um, making things happen at the front of that lineup, yeah. they're not they don't look good. But it, it also could coincide with uh, Iglesias going on the IL. Yeah, well, you know, but um. Yeah, I didn't feel. I, I felt like I should um, let you make make a switch there because I kind of influenced you by saying uh, Iglesias was fine. Yeah, and he wasn't. Well, <laughs> well, I'll, then, I'll, I'll take it. We'll be uh, we'll be one and one here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, because I got I got crushed. because so, he's not Santander or MVP. That's right. I'll just call him MVP from now on too. So MVP is uh, he's not cooling down. Yeah, Montel Vontavious Porter is not calming down at all. Oh my goodness, what is that? Did Montel you just come Vontavious off the bed off the top Porter? of your head? Is that just off the top of your head? Yeah, that was the uh, guy from the WWF. Back oh, 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 okay. All right. I thought you just made that up. <laughs> no, but I did pull that name completely out of there. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I thought so. No, but um, you know what? The only thing that worries me about MVP going crazy like this is the trade deadline. I, I we can't trade him. He ain't going nowhere, Matt. He is, I, uh, I don't know. I, I hope not. No, he's he's a part of the future. Um, you know, I mean, let me, let me not say let me not say what's on on that one, folks. If you want to listen to what I was about to say, you can go ahead and join our Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/slash Bleacherbirds, and <laughs> the uncensored thoughts on Jimmy Mason and uh, and the Bleacherbirds, and what I was just about to say that uh, will not be released here. Oh, okay. I don't <laughs> even know. That's how secret it is. I don't know. That's right. That's how exclusive this is. You, you don't even have to edit it out. I'm just going to go solo record that one and, and okay. Patreon. All right, you charging people for these for these uh, for these gems, huh? Oh, you know what? Say, uh, I noticed that a lot of people go ahead and have the Patreon. So uh, this morning, I went ahead and signed us up. Uh, signed us up for one. Okay. And uh, for a mere three dollars a month, right, oh. I'm not asking for ten dollars. I'm not asking for five dollars. I'm not even asking for three dollars and thirty six cents like some other uh, podcast um, that should get, remain nameless. I'm asking for three dollars a month, and what you get there is you get wholesome content, you get access to my uncensored thoughts. Uh, I actually posted an article today uh, regarding uh, one Ryan Mountcastle. Um, also, there's a link to our podcast is up there, and. Um, <clears throat> As I feel, because we only record these like once a month or once a week, but uh, as I feel the need, I will continue to just go ahead and post uh, my thoughts on there. And of course, you're welcome to post uh, post your thoughts on there and you know little articles as well. And again, for a mere three dollars a month, our fans can uh, go ahead and become bird watchers, uh, mm-hmm. as the Patreon uh, 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 suggests to them. That one single tier of being a bird watcher for three dollars a month, you get all of that wholesome content. Nice. And uh, what that will do is that'll go ahead and go to provide for our podcast, um, and hopefully uh, help us get better equipment, microphones, uh, things of that sort, to just go ahead and just give right back to uh, to our listeners. All right, sounds good. Are you gonna have videos on there too? Mean... Yeah, we can post some videos on there. So we can post videos, we can post audio, we can post pictures. 
um, anything and everything. All right. So, um, you know, if, if the hashtag hot Irish wife decides to go ahead and, uh, cook up some recipes, we can go ahead and post recipes on there. Well, probably not recipes on there, but you know, we can post whatever we want on there basically. Mm-hmm. Speaking of drinking games, that's three already for, um, the bleacher bird drinking game. <laughs> hashtag hot Irish wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, there goes number four. Yeah. I wasn't where you were counting. Well, you know, you mentioned uh, your boy Kevin Brown talking about, I don't know, what, what was he saying? Oh, he's not the Kevin Brown. Not that Kevin Brown. Yeah, not that Kevin Brown, but I'm Kevin yeah, Brown. Thinking... Nope. My gosh. You're so worked up, you've already, already dropped the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> that one was for Kevin Brown. All right. All right. So you did mention the um, Yankees injury list. Do you want to <laughs> – they're out of control, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I apologize. I kind of jumped into your KBO segment. Did you have anything else for the KBO while you were in there? Oh, man, you or, cut me um, off so much. You cut me off so much. <laughs> I, I forgot we were in the KBO segment. Yeah, we, uh, we went all sorts of off the rails. Yeah, you did. Man, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, dinos are for still keep them heroes are right on the tail. Um, that's I think that's all we need to mention. Fans are gone. Right. There's a there's a new um there's a new KBO foreigner playing uh he made his debut today Daniel Polka. You remember that name from the MB- MLB? Daniel Polka. Yeah. <laughs> mm, I can't say that I do. That's probably why he's in the KBO. But <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll keep an eye on him. He just joined the Samsung Lions. Or, um, they're trying to make a push for the playoffs. So. And so they went ahead and signed some guy from the White Sox that nobody's ever heard of. I mean, he was a uh, he was drafted pretty high high up there, if I'm remembering him correctly. But he's never panned out. Round so, three, pick eighty-eight. Oh yeah, remembering that wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just a little bit. <laughs> well, anyway, he probably whenever the, there with Daniel Cabrera. Oh man, that's a name from the past. <laughs> How to, how to throw Matt off just mentioned yeah really <laughs> but anyway uh, I expect by this time next week uh, Kiwa will be in first place and um, Dinos will be in uh, Dinos will be in second playing catch up so that's all I got for KBO alright well I, I tell you what see because uh, because I won uh, our last competition with a bet on the Orioles I'm going to go ahead and venture into uh, your area with our next uh, weekly wager. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am going to say that the NC Dinos will still be in first place when we record again. All right. You're really, you're really going out on a limb there. Going out on a limb. They're, they're yeah. all one game up. I'm saying that the NC Dinos will be in first place when we record again. Okay. And since you're so confident in your Kiwoom heroes – are you willing to make that our wager for the week? If anybody cares about that, yeah, let's do that. All right. We'll keep it. It's 1-1 right now, so this will be the official wager of the week. That'll be the official wager of the week. All right. All right. I'm down with that. You know, that only takes one win from the Heroes and one loss from the Dinos, and they're caught up. Yeah, but depending on Just the giving you a chance here. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a fair shot. All right. So, uh, so KBO, so, uh, KBO is done. Why don't we come back on over to the, uh, 
American League here or back over to MLB. And uh, you wanted to talk about the New York Yankees on the uh, on the old injured list here. Well, yeah, I mean, um, you were just talking about that. So they're they're injured. Their IL looks like an All Star team right now. <laughs> you got you got Severino, Conley, Stanton, Britton, Judge, Lemayhew, Paxton, and Tor- uh, Glaber Torres just went on the IL. I mean, that's all. There, that, that's a lot of heavy hitters, man. Yeah. So we got that's this is a chance for the AL East to make up some ground. Yeah, so uh and the Tampa Bay Rays have already started to make up that ground as they're uh ahead of the Yankees as of this recording at uh eighteen and ten, the Yankees sixteen and nine. So uh the Rays are a half game up on the Yankees and uh they've got two more wins and just one more loss, so um over this next week, it'll be interesting to see what happens, see if the Yankees can keep up or if the Yankees go ahead and start sliding back down. I hope so. So, you know, I, I mean, all... you, you got to look at it this way. So the Orioles are 13-4, and four, the Yankees 16-9. and nine. The Orioles win their next three, they're 16-14. and 14, and The Yankees lose their next three, they become 16-12. and 12. <laughs> So, I mean, while this these past ten games that the Orioles have had – uh, have been absolutely brutal and, uh, you know, just really, really disheartening. I mean, we were talking about taking – you were talking about going 5-1 and one as a true homer. I was trying to be a realist at 4-2. and two. And at this point in time, we're hoping to go, what, 2-4? and four? Well, if we were looking at the games we were <clears throat> pre- predicting – We are predicting it was like, days in the Red Sox. Yeah, so it was, exa- it was the exact opposite of what I said. They went 1-5. and five. Yeah, and they they um they were lucky to get that one. Yeah, with uh, Slam Tandare hitting that home run <laughs> in the eighth, save their butts, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been it's been rough. This, this is like one of those weeks where I just like I don't even want to look up the uh, standings. I don't know if you go. I don't know if you go through this, but I'm watching. I'm watching like every game, right? Yeah. And then when they go through a stretch like this, um, it just like it affects me for the week. <laughs> I don't want to look up like news. I don't want to look up like post game, you know, interviews or the standings or anything like that, man. Well, you know, it's funny because like I get that way about football, but with baseball, especially right now when we're supposed to be in a tanking season or a rebuilding season or whatever it is that we're supposed to be in. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't really have high hopes for the Orioles. It it was nice when it first kicked off, and it was like, okay, cool, here we go. Um, you know, we're above 500. These new kids are coming up. They're doing well. Anthony Slam Tander is the MVP. You know, all of this great thing, all of these great things are going on. Um, but still, I just <clears throat> never really had that expectation that I have for, let's say, like the Ravens. And for years now, like when the Ravens lose, like just don't talk to me that week. Don't talk to me. I'm not going online. I don't want to see anything about it. Like I'm just disgusted. I'm just completely out of it. And like, thank God for fantasy football because that's the only thing that I'll pay attention to for that week. Yeah. But then, like, when they win, you know, all of a sudden, that's all I want to talk about. And that's mm-hmm. all I'm looking up. And that's part of everyday conversation you know whereas the Orioles if the Orioles lose like yeah this losing streak has been absolutely just brutal 
but we've still had some things to look up, uh, to look forward to. So mm-hmm. we had, uh, <clears throat> we had Ryan Mountcastle debut, uh, two games ago. Um, and he's not necessarily hitting the cover off the ball just yet. Uh, he's one for, uh, one for six with two walks. I think it was, mm-hmm. uh, going into, uh, or maybe one for eight, um, coming into the game on Sunday. And, you know, everybody was, there was a lot of hype behind this kid. There was a lot of, uh, everybody was just like, you know, your little edit from last week, where's Mount Castle? How about Mount Castle? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I listen to that every week to see what you're Okay, good. Yeah. You know, sometimes then I'll hear, hear back from you about the ending, and I hope you hear the little parts I clip out of there. <laughs> I, I, I listen to it every week, my friend. Okay, good. Um, but uh no, so I mean we've we've got new kids coming up. We've got uh Mount Castle is finally up. Of course Slam Tander's been doing extremely well. Um we called up Ramon Urias. Urias? Uri- Urias. See, I thought it was Urias, but I think they pronounced it like Urias last night. So um, oh, information I... on that, but let's let's not make that another uh another name that people have to correct every five <laughs> seconds so ramon came up last night and um first at bat first pitch first hit and i think yep. that's what a lot of people were expecting from uh from ryan Mountcastle. a lot of people were expecting first at bat first pitch first hit first home run and that's not that's just not the way that it works with these kids yeah. um you know just to to stay on to uh stay on top of Mountcastle for a minute He's a 23-year-old kid. He's played two games in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. He's been in the minors for a little bit, but he hasn't. He officially made his Major League Baseball debut two days ago. Right. Let's back up a little bit. Let's let the kid play. Um, you know, it, it was just last year that people were just like, you know, is Santander even going to stay on this team? Do we have to offer him back to Cleveland? You know, it, who is this guy? You know, what benefits do we have from keeping him? Is he just a rental? You know, all of these talks. And now this year we're talking about him being the MVP. So why don't we let Mountcastle get a little time, a uh, little playing time uh, before we start worrying about him. You know, and and I really hope that Oriole fans kind of take a step back and allow Ryan Mountcastle to be Ryan Mountcastle before they start worrying about him being the next Babe Ruth. Yeah, I was going to say twenty three. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I, I mean, the, the way I, I've been hearing that name for so long, yeah. you know, everybody's been talking about how great of a prospect he is. I thought he was like twenty nine or like thirty, maybe. No, no, man. yeah, twenty three. He's, he's young. Yeah. Yeah, and you know he did look nervous um, his first game. Mm-hmm. You could just see it on him. He was like, he, he did look very nervous, but he he drew a walk his first at bat. That was nice. Yeah, and and you know the the kid. So he's shown he's shown a lot of patience uh, at the plate at first. You know, I mean he drew a couple walks. He had some long at bats where he saw nine pitches. Um, you know, uh, he went. I think he went 0-2 and, and then worked it from 0-2 to a walk, which, again, shows a lot of patience for a young player. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know. And that was a knock on him. They said he, he didn't have um, patience at the plate, so maybe right. 
So when whoever's got down there in Bowie is certainly doing their job down there working with people. Yeah, yeah. And um, did you see his first hit, by the way? Yes. He was definitely trying to hit a walk-off there. Oh, yeah, he knocked the cover off the ball. Yeah, and it just dribbled out to third. But um, he was definitely yeah. trying to – that would have been awesome if that if his first hit would have been a walk-off home run. Yeah, absolutely. I could have just, like, imagined that for him. But he definitely tried, but he just hit a little number. Mm-hmm. But he'll take it, and then maybe his nerves will calm down a little bit. And uh, today we'll see a little more relaxed Mount Castle. Yeah, so uh, so once again, say – Ooze fans, just back off a little bit. Let's, you know, we can still cheer for the kid, but let, let's just pull back those expectations and and just watch him as he develops a little bit, please. Um, <laughs> you know, because it, you saw with Mountcastle the same hype that Adley Rushman is going to get when he comes up. And, you know, if he happens to come up this year too, then it's going to be the same exact thing. Um Oh, yeah, I would even argue it's going to be, like, five times more hype. Well, the whole thing is, like, Mountcastle got the hype from Baltimore, whereas Adley Rushman will get the hype from all of MLB because you know MLB Network's going to be all over it, ESPN's going to be all over it, so. Yeah, that that reminds me of, like, Matt Weeders all over again. Yeah. Jesus and Cleats. Jesus and Cleats. Yeah. So uh, hopefully we can back off a little bit and just kind of once again just watch as these kids develop into uh, solid baseball players. And if they end up developing into MVPs like uh, Santander has, great. Um, but if they don't and they just end up being good ball players for the team, you know, I mean, I, I'd welcome another Matt Wieters. I'd love to have some something a little bit better, but I, I'd welcome somebody as solid as Matt Wieters was for us. Mm-hmm. So, anywho, so uh, the Mountcastle uh, Mountcastle slash Rushman talk, but uh, I I briefly touched on uh, Ramon. So he comes in. uh, He is 26 years old. Uh, He's a shortstop by trade, but played second base for us. Um, He went ahead, like you said, got his first hit and his first at bat on the first pitch. Um. Not really too much to expect off this guy there, right? I don't know. Is, I he, is he he's just a filler? Let's see. I asked him off waivers from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So who just who is Ramon Urias? Let's see. Yeah, I haven't heard too much about the guy. Yeah. But it's sad. It's like it, Well, actually, yeah, that was his MLB debut too, so yeah. That was it. Yeah, so he got one hit yesterday, one one for four. Um, but yeah, so that was his uh, major league debut too. So, you know, the the Orioles called <laughs> up another guy yesterday. Um, Mason Williams is back up. With yeah, the team. so Mason Williams back up. It's good to see. Uh, good to see Mason back up there. I always love seeing a Mason on Baltimore team, <laughs> whether it be uh, Mason Williams, Derek Mason, uh, Jim Mason. You know, whoever it happens to be. Mason Williams even more so welcome because we finally got rid of um, oh, no. Floyd Smith Jr. Oh no! And uh, that's been a long time coming. Yeah, I think. Don't be talking about Dwight. Baltimore fell for Dwight because COVID first happened, and Dwight was playing MLB the Show representing the Orioles, and he did really well. And you know, we found out that Dwight Smith Jr. is 
a really good video game baseball player. Um, but he's not quite as good of a major league baseball player. He is who we who the Blue Jays thought he was. That's correct. <laughs> no, man, he had a thought they were. No, we, you know, I mean, we we just we, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bull? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. <laughs> he had a decent year last year. You don't remember him? I mean, he, he, it wasn't, you know. No, 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 no. You, you just said that he had a decent year last year. Yeah, so look it up. We're going to look this up right now. Go ahead and look it up. He wasn't like the greatest player. Junior stats because he wasn't. thinks that he is uh, Ted Williams in the outfield. Let's see. He was no Santander, but he he, he had a decent year. I'm gonna go ahead and post on their uh, post on their Twitter page. Is Dwight Smith Junior uh, Hank Aaron? And uh, we'll just as Matt calls him. And no, we'll say yes or no. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. 2019, 357 at bats. He hit a uh, a whopping 240 mm-hmm. uh, with 13 home runs. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Do 82 strikeouts. Uh, uh, on base percentage of 297. Uh, slugging percentage of 412. OPS of 708. Uh, yeah, so uh, Anthony Santander uh, would absolutely destroy Dwight Smith. Well, that's not that wasn't in question. All right, would you say that two hitting two forty with thirteen home runs, no, platooning, no, platooning. hitting two forty is terrible. I'm would you say it's tired. decent? No, no, no. I'm sick and tired of these low expectations for for professional baseball players. You know, you've gotten too used to, well, Chris Davis hits uh, .78, so you know, <laughs> Dwight Smith hits two forty. He He must be, like, fantastic. No, Dwight Smith Jr. was terrible last year. He's terrible this year. Good baseball players hit between 280 and 300. Great baseball players hit above 300. I didn't even say good. I said decent. If you're hitting below 250, you are a below average baseball player. You know, once again, that just goes to show that you get out seven and a half percent of the time. All right, out of ten at bats. All right, remember, remember all this, okay? All right, remember all these things you're saying uh-huh. because when Austin Hayes comes back, this is going to come bite you right in the butt when you're singing his praises on here on a weekly basis. Now, when Austin Hayes comes back, we're also going to be talking about his defensive production as well. <laughs> so let's not forget about that. Okay. All right. We'll just have to see how that turns out. Yeah, I guess we will. All I'm saying is he was a decent platoon left fielder. Uh-huh. That's all you can ask for from a guy who doesn't play every day. And say so the other thing is, you know, just like as we were saying with Ryan Mountcastle just shortly ago, that uh, he's 23 years old. Uh, Austin Hayes is 24 years old. 
Mm-hmm. Right, so he's a year older than him, and he's three years younger than Dwight Smith Jr., who should have <laughs> uh, developed into something else. So right. you can take your Dwight Smith <clears throat> Jr. comparisons to uh, Austin Hayes, my friend, and uh, uh, feel free to uh, stick them in a in a very very concealed dark place. All right. Well, all I'm talking about is the numbers, but we should let's just move on. We're not we're going to agree to disagree on this one. Well, we'll agree to disagree on this one because as uh, as the fans voted on Twitter, uh, Matt is a hater of Austin Hayes. <laughs> well, I, I I guess I have to admit I am. I guess I am for now. Ah, there it is. I just I just want to see some um, development there. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll fully hard go to develop when you're injured. And I'll go back on my word when I see that those, you know, changes that he's trying to make. When Austin Hayes becomes the next Brady Anderson of the uh, Baltimore Orioles, you can go ahead and uh, put those words on paper and maybe cover them with some ketchup and go ahead and chow down, my friend. I'll I'll do that. And if he becomes the next Brady Anderson, I'll do that. That's right. Sideburns and all. 50 home runs in one season. That's right. Non-steroid assisted. Right. Yeah. Uh, you want to predict uh, what they're going to do this week? Yeah, why don't we take a look? Let's take a look at the Oreo schedule for this week. Uh, do, 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 do. All right, so the Red Sox are up one to nothing already. That's good to see. How oh, the game started? Apparently. One run and one hit. <laughs> here we go. Oh, boy, here right, we so go. You, you know what's good, though, is uh, over the course of the next week, we've got a game against the Red Sox three games against the Rays and four games against the Blue Jays. So uh, this week could be a make or break week for, uh, for Orioles standings as far as the AL East. And we can finally yeah. figure out just who we are as a, uh, as a major league baseball team. That's what I was going to say. Well, how is that a good week? We make it. We are we pretenders crushed. or are we pretenders? You know, do yeah. we, uh, do we continue the tank job for uh Kimura rocker? Or uh, do we uh, do we go ahead and make a push for the playoffs? Kumar Rocker is that the guy who's projected number one? Yeah, I think it's like Kumar Rocker. Let me uh, let's see here, uh, Kumar Rocker. We got Wade LeBlanc on the mound today. That's another that's another name we got to figure out how to pronounce. Have you have you heard the new pronunciation of this guy's name? Wade LeBlanc. It's not even LeBlanc. It's LeBlanc. No, no, no. It's Wade LeBlanc. <laughs> All right, we'll go with that one. We have figured out Wade LeBlanc yeah. pitching for the Orioles has already given up one run. Thank you yeah, very much, I, Wade LeBlanc. I think his numbers aren't um, – he, he's he's pitching a little bit better than his numbers show, I think. Yeah. I haven't minded him this year. I think he's done better than I thought he would. Yeah, I mean, well, I haven't, uh, well, I haven't necessarily minded him. I haven't, haven't necessarily fallen in love with him either. So Yeah, you haven't been impressed. Though. Yeah, I mean, if he's not an Oriole next year, it's not going to break my heart. No. So, all right. So, why don't we jump into uh, jump into this week? So we're already trailing one nothing to the Red Sox. We'll have to see how that goes from there. Uh, uh, but one against the Red Sox today, three against the Rays, and then three four against the Blue Jays. Or well, depending on when we're recording, uh, Sunday against the Blue Jays, and uh, will be our third game. Yeah. So let's just say for the week, yeah. seven games. What are your thoughts? 
Shoot, man. I, I don't know. This really knocked this week really knocked me down. Yeah. I'm gonna just be hopeful and just push for five five hundred. We're doing seven games or six games? Seven games. Seven games, including today's Sunday including game. Including today's Sunday game. All right, let's do. Um, I, I'm not feeling good, man. And it looks like LeBlanc is about to be pulled out of this game because he hurt himself. Oh, fantastic! So I'm going to go three and four. You know that's that's funny. That's exactly where I was leaning towards was three and four. Um, mm-hmm. Because you figure we might take one from the Rays and we should take two from the Blue Jays for a knockoff, but uh, three. You know what? I say we come back today. So I say four and three. Four and three. Right. I'm going to be a total homer saying that we win one game uh, over 500 for this week. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be a total homer on that one. All right. All right. Hopefully I'm wrong again and we, we do go four and three then. Yeah, hopefully. All right. Well, while we're uh, why don't we take a uh, take a break from Orioles baseball here and uh, and just briefly touch on what's going on in the wild world of the NFL. Um, so some drama as of late. Uh, the Earl of Baltimore uh, is soon to be the Earl of somewhere else. Uh, NFL is predicting that he'll become the Earl of Dallas after this. Uh, but Earl Thomas uh, went ahead and got into a uh, little bit of a argument and a little bit of fisticuffs were thrown with uh, fellow safety Chuck Clark. <clears throat> uh, and he went ahead and threw a punch at Chuck Clark. Uh, Earl Thomas was sent home. And uh, as of this recording today... Said Earl Thomas, 31, was sent home Friday, not returned to Ravens facility after his own field altercation with Clark. And it's a second exchange with a teammate for Earl Thomas because uh, he got into a battle with uh, Brandon Williams after the Ravens lost to Cleveland, I don't know, about 11 months ago. Yeah. So, uh, of course. Earl Thomas got multiple issues going on. I mean, he was he missed or was late to several meetings, uh, you know, throughout the year and a half that he was here in Baltimore. Uh, of course, he had that uh, nice little family bonding time with his brother that the uh, Ravens went ahead and kind of ignored uh, because it was a non uh, non field issue. But it was just more drama that nobody really wants to pay attention to. And Earl Thomas, for his time in Baltimore, what is he going to be remembered for? He's going to be remembered for when he played fullback for Derrick Henry. <laughs> you know, so... Um, see you later, Earl. You know, <laughs> just like... Uh, bye, Felicia. You know, well, there's, yeah. there's... You do you do want guys like that in the locker room, kind of like fiery guys and um, veterans that can kind of like lead the younger younger group of guys but yeah but you not, don't want not when you're, yeah not when you're throwing punches at people on the field no i mean it's okay to have fire it's okay to have passion but uh but that kind of nonsense isn't needed in anybody's clubhouse so no nah, uh, and um with that going on say uh ravens are looking at uh deshaun elliott uh to go ahead and step in for right now um you know, and what this will do is this will go ahead and free up about uh, ten million dollars in cap space 
uh, is what looks to do if we can uh, if we trade him. So it says the uh, trade will take a fifteen million dollar salary cap hit for releasing or trading him unless they're able to void his ten million guaranteed uh, salary this season for conduct detrimental to the team, which they'll definitely be able to do for the uh, for the punch that was thrown. Oh yeah. So uh, we won't need to worry about that. It's going to free up ten million dollars. We can spend that ten million dollars elsewhere. Uh, you know, perhaps that uh end spot that we talked about earlier uh, or a couple of weeks ago. We could use some of the money, you know, just about anywhere, essentially. But, mm-hmm. hey, $10 million will, uh, 10 million will sign you somebody. The other option is that $10 million could uh, go towards a uh, certain wide receiver. Uh-oh. But it won't be Des Bryant because uh, Des Bryant had his tryout with, uh, with Ravens. He did leave. They didn't like what they saw? Uh, well, he left without a contract. That's all we know. Huh. So uh, he was actually practicing at uh, Howard High School uh, for his uh, for his tryout and then drove over to his tryout. And um, I guess I'd say he left without a contract. So doesn't look like uh, doesn't look like Des will be at Baltimore this year. Well, does that mean they didn't they didn't offer him one or they, he just didn't get one? It means that he left, means he left without one. That's all I know. Yeah, so, so maybe they offered he, him anything, or whether whether they didn't. So he, you know, maybe they offered him something and it wasn't enough for him. Maybe they didn't right. offer him something. Uh, we don't know. We'll probably figure out a little bit later. But uh, for right now, all we know is he left without one. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I, I did see that that he was trying out. I thought that was interesting because he didn't play at all last year, did he? No. Yeah. So uh, he, here's the other question. So ten million a year. Um, you think that's worth it for uh, about what eight games, seven games plus playoffs with Antonio oh, Brown? You can't be talking about this again. Oh yeah, we're <laughs> talking about it again, my friend, because you free up ten million dollars, and you know again that can go towards anything, and the Ravens don't necessarily have the holes. Um, so may, again, maybe they use it towards that third tight end spot, or maybe they go out and they just put that money aside and they go ahead and give, uh, Hollywood Brown's, uh, cousin a call or uncle, Man, he, nephew, even after, even after he gets suspended for eight games, you still, you still want to give him a chance. Yeah, absolutely. Oh boy. Look, if you can bring in a playmaker like him and then just go ahead and, and just, uh, Bring in play late playmaker like him for the playoffs. When you're planning for the Ravens, you've seen what the Ravens have, and then all of a sudden you throw in a wild card like Antonio Brown. Hey, well, no you, defense will be able to prepare for that. Well, I'll tell you what they should do: is take that first eight games and see how they do, and see if they actually need to add him. Because if you're if we're go, tell you we're like seven and one by then, right? Right. You you, you don't want to add him. He's just going to cause confusion. He's going to demand the ball. He's going to ruin team chemistry. You don't. You don't need that if you're if you're already doing well, which I think we will be. Mm-hmm. And we don't need to add him. Yeah, I, I like this just seven for one prediction from you in the first eight games. <clears throat> well, I, that's how I see it, man. All right. So uh, he, that's crazy that that Earl Thomas he, that one punch cost him ten million dollars. Yep. So who's the new like Cincinnati Bengals this year that just takes on all the um, 
you know, the knuckleheads. Oh, it's got creates like a whole. Well, you know, I was gonna say it's got to be the Las Vegas Raiders, but they already took on Antonio Brown. <laughs> they might have learned their lesson there. Might have. Um, but you haven't yet. No. Nope, not at all. So I'll tell you what, say it's uh we didn't really touch on it too much last week. Um and I don't even know if there are any additions. We'll have to uh we'll have to go down. Why don't we take a look at the list? All right, you want me to run it down for you? Yep. All right, first on the list. Mm-hmm. Blue Jays fan base. Yeah, so Blue Jays fan base, they're getting a uh, they're getting a timeout like the rest of us. Um, not only are they not allowed in their stadium to view their team, their team is not allowed in their own stadium. Um, so Blue Jays fans do not have an opportunity to go ahead and redeem themselves, so they'll, they'll stay on the list for the rest of the season. All right, sounds good. All right. All right, we got Trash Bag Charlie. Trash Bag Charlie uh, was last seen outside of uh, Bowie. Um, so he was standing out there trying to get someone to give him an extra bobblehead. Uh, he was not necessarily asking for them for free. Uh, he was even willing to go ahead and offer the folks working at the stadium $5 for any one of the bobbleheads that they were willing to give him. Uh, Trash Bag Charlie's still on the list. Okay. MLB Insider John Heyman. Uh, MLB John ha- Insider John Heyman still a uh, still a tool, uh, still battling uh, Dan Clark Sports for the title of Immortal Jackass of Twitter. Uh, say he uh, still blocking bleacher birds, still on the list. All right. Um, next we got Washington, the owner and the fans. Yeah, so uh, Washington, uh, the owner, the fans, uh, the NFL franchise, all of that still on the list uh, as it took them forever to change their name. Uh, they still haven't changed their name to anything other than Washington, which is a complete lie as they are still Landover. Uh, and until they change that W to a L and uh, claim to be the Landover professional football team, uh, they'll still be on the list. <laughs> Well, I got a um, another. Can we? Can I throw something in here with this Washington one? All right, go ahead. I figure maybe this could be a separate one, but it might lump in here with the Washington uh, area in general, since yeah. that is one of the entries here. <clears throat> Did you see this news article where uh, Nat's administrator was uh, on vacation in the Dominican Republic? And what he did? You know, I, I think I did, but just for uh, just for the sake of our listeners, why don't you go ahead and uh, all right? So, dose. all right. So this guy, some somebody in the office, right? And that's office worker, mm-hmm. administrator. He was on vacation, Dominican Republic, right? And he walks into like a little gas station. It looked like this is all on video, so you can go check this out and watch the whole thing. So he's going into this little gas station slash convenience store coffee shop, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I noticed a few things that he did that could have um, gotten him fired. So the first thing he did to show him what kind of person he is, he's walking in and there's a guy, you know, a couple steps behind him. Doesn't hold the door for him. That was my first problem with him. <laughs> Let's the door shut on the guy's face. 
Well, he was probably just trying to social distance and stay six feet away from the guy. All right, maybe maybe we'll give him that one. Uh, let I'm, it, let him get away with that. I'm, I'm one of those people that used to always hold the door open for other people <laughs> if they were walking behind me, but uh, right now with uh, everything else going on, I hold the door for my family and friends that I'm with and other than that. Uh, yeah, you're on your own. All right. Well, I still feel bad when somebody's like two steps behind me and I do it. Yeah. But anyway, okay, we'll give him that one because there's plenty more for him to uh, be fired for. All right. All right. Second thing is he, he gets in the store, right? He looks behind the counter. Nobody's there. They're probably like restocking shelves or in the back or something. He only waits about two seconds before he runs behind the counter and grabs like two coffee cups. Now, if I was in a store and I didn't see somebody behind the counter, I would have wait. I would have like started chopping. I would have waited at least a couple minutes, right? Mm-hmm. So he's he's only standing there for what two to three seconds before he walks behind the counter and grabs two coffee cups. So he goes and fills up his coffee cups, the two little espressos. It looks like, um, and then he's walking back towards the front of the store. And the, the clerk had been there and said something to him while he was in the store. And then she like left the counter again to go do something else. And by the time he's done filling his coffee, he gets up to the counter, looks at him one more time, and then just tries to walk out the front door without paying. And then that's when the clerk finally says something to him, like, oh, you got to pay for those. I'm, I couldn't hear the audio. or I don't know if there was audio, but it looks like she said something along the lines of, you got to pay for that. And then immediately he throws the coffee in her face. That's insane to me, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's insane. <laughs> that's insane behavior. And I'm wondering if it's because the Nats are doing so horribly this year or if it's just because Strasburg hit the IL. I don't know what's going on, but that guy definitely <laughs> deserves to be fired slash on the list. All right. So uh, wait, did, did we ever f- find out the name of this guy? Um, We might have, but I just – I didn't even – I didn't write it down or anything. All right. All right. So, uh, give him a nickname like Coffee. I don't know. Well, we can't use Charlie. Yeah, we can't use Charlie. How about like Espresso Elliot or something like that? Ooh. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I like that one. Espresso Elliot of the Washington Nationals, who uh, <laughs> likes to uh, just walk on in and not hold the door for people and uh, just go behind the desk and get his own coffee. And um, thinks he's going to walk out and get it for free. And then when he's confronted about being a dirty, rotten thief, uh, goes ahead and throws coffee in the innocent clerk's face. Hot coffee. Hot coffee. Hot steaming coffee thrown into her face. You know what happens when you throw hot steaming cup of coffee into somebody's face? Espresso Elliot. (laughs) You just made the list. Good. Right. That's what I like to hear. So we'll mark that one down. All right. Thank you. Yep. All right. Next on the list. Next on the list. We got Bob Ursay. So Bob Ursay uh, is still burning in hell uh, for moving football out of the great state of Maryland and uh, robbing Baltimore fans of football uh, for years and years. And um, there's no redemption for him. So he's uh, still rotting in hell and still on the list. All right. Still burning. All right, next we got Matt and Josh from 336. So, Matt and Josh Aroka, so we need to uh, we need to discuss these boys here just a little bit here. So, let me go ahead and pull up what's been going on in the wonderful world of uh, 
of Matt and Josh Soroka. So I wanted to touch on this last week, and I honestly, I, I forgot about it. And uh, so Josh made a comment uh, about 10 days or so ago. So this really should have been covered last week, but uh, but I skipped over it. And Josh made a comment about how when the Oros were winning, they kept rolling, 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 rolling. Uh-huh. Uh, and, of course, he's referencing Limp Biscuit uh, as he says this. Uh, Josh also also does a three three six daily uh, that he likes to uh, record, where it's about uh, five to ten minutes of just very brief Oriole talk, what he thinks of the games as they're going on, um, and he starts off every single one of those with a different song, uh, just kind of leading into uh, leading into the podcast, and it depends on whether the Orioles win, lose, or draw, or what's going on. So when he said "rolling, rolling, rolling." Um, I replied back, uh, that he better not start off the, uh, start off his three, three, six daily with that theme song. And, uh, sure enough, he went ahead and did so and, uh, went ahead and replied back, said, so apparently at Josh Soroka thinks he's funny and opens up with Limp Biscuit after I told him not to. And so, you know, I was thinking about taking him off the list this week, but, I think he's gonna stay on. What all you right, ask? That's Come on, we all know. Dot dot dot. Hashtag IL. And there's a clip from Hey Arnold where the kids are all saying the list. And uh, <laughs> Matt Matt actually chimes in, says, "Good, Josh should be on the hashtag IL." Uh, and glad you're leaving me out of this. Mm. Uh, Josh then replies back that section three three six is on his list. And uh, I pay him, and he still owes me a buy-in. This referencing our poker game. Apparently, uh, Matt still owes Josh some money from poker games. So, uh, once again, this is what happens when your wife controls your Venmo account as opposed to uh, being a man and having a Venmo account of your own. So, uh, Josh Soroka is going to stay on the list for playing bad Limp Biscuit music. And uh, you know what? You know, I, I don't think it's fair that you don't pay your brother when you owe him money. And uh, I don't think it's fair that uh, I don't think it's very manly of you to not have your own Venmo account with access to your own money. And um, you, you know what happens when you don't man up and have your own Venmo account and you have to ask your wife for money so that you can play poker with the boys? You know what happens when you make fun of your brother for being on the list when when you were just about to get off and not be on? Matt Soroka? You're staying on the list. (laughs) All right, so not this week. Not this week. Matt and Josh still on the list. All right. All right, let's go on to uh, Dan Clark at Dan Clark Sports. Dan Clark Sports, uh, what's his title again? The immortal jackass of Twitter. The immortal jackass of Twitter. And uh, while he and John Heyman go ahead and battle it out in the steel cage uh, douche on a pole match for uh, the title of immortal jackass of Twitter, uh, both of those jackasses will continue to be on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> or will continue to be on the list, rather. Good. Good. Keep them on there. All right. Now right, we got Ed from NDL. Ed from NDL. Um once again, I feel like people just truly don't understand how much of uh, absolute jackass Ed was. 
uh, allowing stingers, not allowing pinching, um, just wanting to take fun completely out of the game. Uh, he looked like Uncle Fester. Um, he had the same goofy look on his face. Um, he jumped onto teams that were talented and would jump in front of talented players only to jump out of the way of, of the ball for the talented players to unexpectedly. Uh, he ran his tournaments absolutely terribly. Uh, he was, you know, just as uh, Dan Clark is the immortal jackass of Twitter, I feel Ed is the immortal jackass of dodgeball. Uh, and uh, he's still on the list. All right, good. All right, next we got Nancy Napkins. So Nancy Napkins, um, and a little bit of an update, I have not been able to find my wife's shirt. Um, so once again, say this is a uh, Simply Southern brand shirt. Uh, it's a pink shirt, and it says, Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Uh, <laughs> and it's been retired by Simply Southern, so you can't find it anywhere other than eBay or, uh, or any of those other uh, kind of secondhand sites. And um, unfortunately, I have been unable to find the shirt. So because of the fact that I have been unable to replace my wife's shirt, uh, Nancy Napkins remains on the list. Yeah, she's got to stay. Got to stay. All right, we got Marlins with COVID. So the Marlins with COVID, I feel like the Marlins were uh, – the Marlins, of course, were the first team to just go ahead and, and get COVID and for MLB to try to figure out what the hell they're going to do. Um, they – they couldn't stay out of the strip clubs in Atlanta and just started all of this tossing around of, um, you know, are we going to play? Aren't we going to play? Half the roster goes ahead and gets COVID. Uh, the Marlins are forced to go ahead and literally take people off of the street to put them onto their team. Um, and then they go out and they beat the Orioles with those players from the street. Mm -hmm. um, so the Miami Marlins are going to stay on the list. All right, next we got the entire state of Illinois. Entire state of Illinois uh, using the hashtag IL when that hashtag is uh, rightfully reserved for the idiot list. Um, <laughs> so the entire state of Illinois is still on the list. Okay, good. All right, next we got DJ LeMahieu. DJ LeMahieu uh, thought that he was uh, lay machine uh, when Albert Pujols was the machine. Uh, DJ LeMahieu uh, is Le Unoriginal, and uh, until he comes up with a new nickname, uh, he will remain not only on the injured list, but also the idiot list. Yeah, he's pulling double duty. He's on yeah, two right. ILs. All right, we got MLB Europe. So MLB Europe uh, went ahead and sent a Dodgers hat to uh, Europe Oriole fans, uh, European Oriole fans. And it's just, you know, just common sense, guys. They're Oriole fans. Send them Oriole gear. Don't send them a Dodger hat and a Dodger face mask. That's not what they want. They want the Oriole <laughs> gear. Still on the list. All right. Uh, mortgage Protection Mike? So Mortgage Protection Mike uh, has not called me over the past week. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, keeping that in mind, uh, I'm very, very calm this week. Uh, not set off at all. And, uh, you know, what? I think we're going to take Morge Protection Mike off the list. Oh, trimming it. Okay. Going to trim it down a little bit. All right. Well, if you didn't call you back, that's fair. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Next, we got all of Alyssa's ex-boyfriends. All right. So, uh, of course, Alyssa, uh, my wonderful, wonderful stepdaughter, um, who just 
really needs to go out there and find herself a, just a good, wholesome boy uh, that's an Orioles fan and a Ravens fan. Uh, she keeps on messing with these uh, these Steeler fans, and um, she hasn't she hasn't brought home a Yankee fan yet. But it, all of her ex boyfriends still on the list. Okay. Also, side note, um, Trent, who uh, who is not classified as an ex boyfriend, remains on the list as well. Trent. Is this just Trent. a random guy? Just the name Trent. Okay, he's on Trent. The list. All right. So we can add Trent. I guess he'll remain a mystery, I guess, but he will be on the list. Trent on the list. Okay. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, the guy we haven't seen on the starting lineup list, but we've seen him on this list, mm-hmm. Chris Davis. So Chris Davis uh, joining DJ LeMahieu on uh, double duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, just an absolute embarrassment to the Orioles. Um, <laughs> got my hopes up. Got uh, Josh Soroka's hope up for what he could be with the spring training when he was just absolutely knocking the cover off the ball and and just being everything that we expected him to be. Uh, and then comes back into reality when baseball uh, starts up and is just an embarrassment. Um, can't hit, hit the ball to save his life. It really just needs to just be done, needs to retire. Um, the Orioles, he's not going to, but the Orioles need to just cut ties and just send him home. We're going to pay him anyway, but let's let's just be done with him. Chris Davis, still on the list. All right. I'd say until he's not an Oriole anymore, he remains on the list. Well, not even that, say, because we're going to pay him for the next 10 years still. <laughs> so I think Chris Davis might stay on the list as we're still paying him out. I mean, don't you think well, that's what I mean. he is still on a Mets fans list? Well, that's what I mean until we stop paying him. he's not. <laughs> there you go. He's got to stay on. There you go. All right, that's all we got. All right, so that does it for the list. <clears throat> all right. All right, so uh, did uh, do you have anything dodgeball related? No, I gotta admit, I didn't. I didn't really think about it while I was on my trip. You did not. So, uh, so yeah. I'll tell you what. So, I'll we'll uh, jump into the wonderful world of NDL here, and uh, okay. I briefly teased uh, Nicky, and everybody's <laughs> probably still wondering just who in the world is Nikki, and uh, uh, we'll tell you. So, Nikki uh, was a uh, what? What shall we? What do you think her title was? Was she an executive of the NDL? Do you think that's fair? I think what they would call her now is probably executive assistant. Executive assistant to uh, to Ed Prentice in the NDL? Yeah. But, but you know, I also have to wonder that if there wasn't something else going on, um, Ed, of course, it seemed as if he were a bit of a creeper, um, you know, just trying to push his way onto a team, just trying to push himself as the face of the NDL, um, you know, I, I would allegedly think that uh, that there might have been something else going on that uh, that Ed was trying to make happen that didn't happen with uh, with Nikki, and uh, he was uh, he was all about the hype of Nikki, and uh, Nikki came to the NDO National Dodgeball League uh, tournament in Las Vegas one year, and 
he built her up and hyped her up uh, and that she was going to sing the national anthem. <laughs> and uh, Nikki went on to uh, start to sing the national anthem in a way that, how can I say, would make Roseanne Barr proud. Oh, boy, yep. Yeah. And uh, as we all stood there and were literally just counting down the lyrics to the national anthem, hoping that it would end sometime soon. Ed looked on with a twinkle in his eye (laughs) at how proud he was of the NDL and once again with just a lust for his executive assistant to the NDL. (laughs) Yeah, you're right, man. I mean, not to be mean, because I, I definitely couldn't get up there and sing the national anthem. Uh-huh. I mean, if I tried to do that, people probably wouldn't even recognize the song. <laughs> but th- the other thing is, like, they didn't have to do that. They didn't have to go through that whole thing, man. And it, it just made it feel so weird. Yeah. That I mean, this it, guy was like, if you look. thing is they got somebody with talent, but there was no need to put that girl up there to sing. And honestly, yeah. I don't, I don't think she signed up for it i think he like my guess is that he went to her that morning and he was like hey uh we need somebody to sing the sing the national anthem before our tournament um i think you should do it (laughs) well it just goes to show you like what that whole league was man it was like before i even knew the people that were running that league Mm -hmm. you would look at their website and it looked like an amazing like professional sport it looked like the mlb website for, for dodgeball yeah, that's what got everybody so excited. But then when you show up, it's like this. It's almost like the guy was on like some kind of drugs, and he was just like he thought he was like ten times bigger than he was. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it looked it looked one hundred percent legit, and it ended up being like a hodgepodge thrown together. Um, I would venture to say that the Chick Fil A dodgeball tournament was run better than the National Dodgeball League's tournament. Oh no, I mean I would say like at least. A handful of the tournaments we've been to were more professional. Um, I would say that uh, Dodging Diabetes tournaments were run better than the National Dodgeball League's tournaments. I'd say the local UMBC tournament was run better than NDL. My favorite thing is that you said that because that was the next way I was going. (laughs) But 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 seriously, man, like the organization that was there was non-existent. Um, it was all there for him to play in his little world of make believe. Um, you know, he, he, he got a bunch of guys that, you know, were his, were his guys, uh, the, the trip ways of the, of the league, the six one nine of the league. Um, you know, all of, all of those teams he got, and then he got so upset when teams like Dance Party Vietnam or uh, Charles Bronson's Death Wish would show up. And, uh, you know, us and the boys from California, we we went over there and we had fun and we made dodgeball kind of what it was. It was fun. It was athletic. It was, uh, you know, it it was an athletic contest, but some sort of fun in there. And Mm -hmm. you can be competitive and win tournaments and still have fun. Um, and not have to be complete and total douchebags about it. 
And uh, that's what the NDL wanted. They wanted muscle-bound douchebags that, you know, just look good uh, look good in their underwear dodging dodgeballs uh, for Hanes ads. <laughs> they, uh, they did not necessarily want uh, – they didn't want guys that were just good and had fun doing it. Yeah, it was clear he had, like, a thing for the NFL. Yeah. And he was just trying to make his league look like the NFL as much as possible. So he was getting these, like, huge guys to – be his professionals or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny, like when they did the whole professional thing. They like went around the room and introduced all the the dodgeball pros. Mm-hmm. Would say like you know how long they've been playing dodgeball and like where they play and all this stuff. And one guy just stood up and he was like, "Yeah, blah blah blah. My name's whatever. Last time I played dodgeball was at this event last year." <laughs> and, I was, and I was just thinking, like, are you serious, man? We're playing dodgeball like twice a week. Yeah. And this guy stands up and he's a professional. He's played one day. It was just only a one-day event. Yeah. This, so he played one day last year and he's like one of their professionals. It was just a joke. Yep. And meanwhile, but he was we, we would be playing on Tuesday, Thursday, and sometimes Wednesday, sometimes Saturday. Yeah, for I practice mean, we, or whatever. We, we were to an extent of where we were playing like three and four days a week. And meanwhile, these guys are the pros playing one day a year. Yeah, and it just shows you, like, like those teams didn't make it. Like, cheese and crackers was not what Ed wanted to win that tournament. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. no it, the first it was just, like, five – I think they only had five people. What am I remembering? Oh, no, that was, like, the professional league. So, they had six guys, like, small guys from Chicago. Mm. And they were just, like, not what Ed was picturing to win that tournament, but they went out and won. So, yeah. Anyway, anyway, all right. So we'll uh, we'll have to think next week. Say we'll have to have a better uh, better dodgeball story for uh, for next week. Say other than just bashing Ed in the NDL, but uh, no, that was good. It was good. Truthfully, the NDL was just the absolute worst. uh, Is the worst. Was the worst, and will forever be the worst uh, version of dodgeball ever. Yeah, no, it's good. It it was good because we get finally got to explain like a little bit more about how big of a letdown NDL was. Yeah, and how big how big of a Uncle Fester douchebag Ed is. Yeah, do you remember before before you end real quick? Do you remember that thing called Fighter Fest or um, not Fighter Fest? That's a wrestling thing. But what was that? What was that concert that the one guy tried to put on at the island? Oh, uh, Burning Man. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> not burning man no it was so, it sounded like fight like or fire festival or something like that oh yeah sure but fire anyway it, but it was like a big like the guy was like an idiot that was running it he had no idea what he was doing uh-huh. so he wanted everyone to like come to this island and there's supposed to be all these like huge bands playing and like you got you got to stay at these like luxury like tents and like all this food was supposed to be great, and but you had to pay like thousands of dollars to get there, right? Mm-hmm. So when people showed up, there was like no tents for them, no food. Ninety um, percent of the bands canceled, and that was a hundred percent by the end of it. So these people were like stranded on this island, like just waiting to get out. They were just stuck on this island. That's what I oh, imagine. Yeah. Like. That's what NDL was like, man. You go to the website and you see like a profession. It looks like the NFL for dodgeball. Yeah, and then you get there. Honestly, I I wouldn't be surprised if uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, um, Ed. Pro-
didn't have an investment in that. It sounds like something that he would love to be a part of. Yeah, that's that well, was him. His last name. You're gonna have to blurt that out. I will. <laughs> <laughs> that was him, though, man. It was just like a giant scam. It felt like because we got there and it was like he had these like turf fields laid down and like nobody could play on them. They were just like coming up and like folding over each other. And then he took the turf up and everybody was like slipping on this like hard ass concrete. And it was just a nightmare, man. The whole thing was just like, it felt like a scam. That was a big old disappointment. Yep. So, um, Hey, while we're here real quick, um, breaking news, the Ravens have released uh safety Earl Thomas. No, so it's official. Yep. So, uh, that is 100% official. Ravens have opted for culture over talent. Uh, winning teams value collective over the individual when the leaders of the team reportedly asked for the team to pull the plug. Harbaugh didn't have any choice but to let the vet go. I uh, would have lost the team if he ignored their pleas. So, All right, so long. And, yep, there it is. And no surprise. Breaking Earl Thomas was signed by the Titans to play fullback. <laughs> well, I don't, I, don't, I don't trust that part. No? No. All right, so I think that's all we got. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll go on to uh, enjoying the rest of the O's game as they're in the bottom of the second today, uh, or bottom of the second right now. So I'll head on back upstairs and watch that, and talk to you next week. All right, man. See ya. All right, man. See. Ya. Dave Johnson whine about the Orioles baseball and what they need to do to go ahead and improve. Huh? <laughs>